you there and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Soul. So in the last episode, we talked about why we dismiss our desires and our yearnings, and we try to put a lid on what we want, why we try to shove our desires down under our awareness, and yet we submit to the desires and demands of others around us. And we talked about the two reasons we do that, our concern to not be selfish. We're so wanting to be good and not to be considered bad or selfish. And secondly, we talked about how we suspect we can't have what we want anyway. And so we decide it's foolish. So those were the two big reasons that we don't even want to dive into what we want because we're afraid of being selfish and we're afraid it's kind of a foolish exercise. If you didn't hear the last episode, I suggest that before you listen to today's episode, you go check it out and then come back later to listen to this one because it is a continuation. So today, when we're talking, I'm going to assume that you listened last week and you've already opened your mind to consider that what you want is not selfish and paying attention to it will actually have you showing up more honestly and with more integrity and with love so that you can allow what you want to matter. And also that you're kind of starting to contemplate that it might not be a foolish pursuit to go after what you want. And in fact, what I want to say is it's the only way to create your best life. So assuming you're a little on board with that, today, what we're going to do is explore how to find out what you want when you don't already have a clear picture of it. And I want to reassure you right at the beginning that it's so normal to not know what you want. If you don't already know your desired destination, absolutely nothing's gone wrong. Knowing what you want is a skill and it can be learned. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. So Savvy Souls, how can you discover what you want? So just in the context of this episode, we're talking about the big things here, not things like, do I want to eat that chocolate bar? Or do I want to go to that place on my vacation? Rather, I really have in mind the bigger questions like, do I want to keep working in this job I'm in now? Is it lighting me up? Is it really what I want to do? Is there something else I'm yearning to do instead, but that's not even at the level of my awareness yet? Or is there something important to me I've been denying to myself? Again, maybe something I don't even know yet that I want. 
Or is it true that I want to take it easy when I retire? Or is this just something everyone else around me says? And I've kind of assumed it's true for me. I've just been conditioned to believe that that's what we want to have happen when we retire. Or would, when I think about what I want, what I really prefer to be fully booked and active and engaged after I retire from my first job. Another example is, wow, I thought this is what I wanted when I enrolled in that course or that training that I've just completed. But now that I'm ready to do it, is it really what I want to do? Or has it turned out to be different than what I expected? Is it time to think about what I do want now to regroup and re-examine this? More generally, do I want to be spending my time this way with these people doing these things? Or do I actually feel kind of discontented and wishing I could do something else? So often our first realization is to get an incl inclination or even know what we don't want, but we're at a complete loss to know what we do want. When we stop at this point, we think we're stuck. Knowing how to find what we want is the way to unstick us. So I'm going to show you how to create something that I'm going to call a want map. It's a kind of a treasure map that will help you discover what you want. I really love this image of a treasure map because the way you find out what you want is kind of like being on a treasure hunt. You're picking up little clues as you go and each clue gives you more information about where you'll find the gold, where you'll find what you want. So finding what you want is like an exploration. It's a discovery. It's an adventure. All you need to do is follow the clues you find on your map. So there are four kinds of clues on your want map, and each of these will help you define your destination. You'll discover each of these types of clues by developing a different type of skill a skill I'm going to talk about with you today. So the four skills are, first, the skill of paying attention. Secondly, the skill of intentional feeling creation. Third, the skill of interpreting metaphors. And lastly, the skill of listening to your body. So let's talk about the skill of paying attention. Often, we don't know what we want to create in our lives because we've become disengaged from what we want now. We've forgotten to notice what we enjoy and what we want right in the moment. What things light us up? What things make our hearts sing? Or we assume that the random things that we do enjoy, that do light us up, that do make our hearts sing, are completely disconnected from what we want more broadly in our lives. So I want you to know these random things are not disconnected from our bigger story. They are intrinsically connected. So for example, to make this a bit more concrete, you put up your hand every time your boss wants someone in your team to handle an HR issue. 
you actually kind of enjoy brainstorming with HR on how to motivate your staff and what works and what doesn't. You love human psychology. The other people on your team don't love that stuff at all, but you do. Or at noon, you love to leave your coworkers behind and go for a walk through a neighboring park, completely out of the hustle and bustle and the energy of downtown and under the trees, you feel like you're returning to you. Or you notice that the best time of year is when you take off on one of your other side of the world holidays. You love exploring ancient archeological discoveries and imagining what people lived like in those times. Or you're in a pickup band that plays gigs regularly in senior homes. You smile when you see their faces light up and their fingers tap to the music. So the skill of paying attention is just this. It's deliberately paying attention to the moments where you feel joyful, connected, contented, peaceful, especially happy, engaged, or in flow. It's when you have that feeling of well-being rise up and fill you. So paying attention to those moments helps you find little clues about what you want. So take notes about those moments, keep a record. When you start to pay attention to those moments, you'll start to see patterns. You'll start to discover what you really want. Each moment like this is a little bit of information you can add to your want map. So this is by far one of the most useful things I did when I was a tax lawyer and I first had an inclination that I really wanted to do something else. I didn't actually believe at that time anything else was possible. I was very stuck in that feeling, well, this is what I've trained for and this is what I've spent all these years doing and nothing else is possible for me. But a part of me allowed myself to do the exercise anyway. And so I started to notice that my heart lit up when I was in moments of beauty. A rainbow through the window of my taxi on the way to work would lift me up for hours. A hike through my neighboring High Park in Toronto on the weekends would also lift me up. I'd look up and see the sun through the tree branches and that sun would just light me up inside. And then there were all the moments I felt really contented and purposeful. They usually had to do with me helping out my staff or speaking on a panel in front of more junior people and inspiring them to think that something was possible for them, something that they hadn't thought was possible for them before, like becoming a partner when they thought that wasn't possible. These moments of inspiration, encouragement, had me feeling like part of my job was meaningful and useful. Now, both of these things, the beauty and the inspiring people seem mostly irrelevant to my career as a tax lawyer, but they were both clues to the exact career that would light me up. And both are things that are integral parts of what I do now and what I'm doing now definitely lights me up. The second skill I mentioned 
that will help you create your want map is the skill of intentional feeling creation. Once you've used the skill of paying attention to discover lots of specific things you love doing that light you up, I want you to imagine yourself doing each one, really steep into the vision and picture of you doing that thing. And as you imagine that, write down the emotions that you experience when you're imagining doing that. Here I'm using emotions and feelings interchangeably. Emotion is a single word that happens when you complete the sentence, I feel whatever. A lot of people, when I ask them how they feel, they say, well, I feel that he's wrong. That's a thought. That's not an emotion. An emotion is, I feel disappointed. I feel rejected. I feel joyful. I feel content. So, for example, say that you discovered that some of your best moments were on those trips when you visit ancient archaeological ruins. And so imagine yourself on one of those trips and you're at a, an amazing site. What emotions are you experiencing? It might be, for example, I feel curious or I feel adventurous. So what you're doing here by looking at these things that really have you feeling contented, having you feeling connected, is you're developing a list of intentional feelings that you want to create. So in this archaeological ruin trip example, you know that two of the emotions you feel when you do what you want are curious and adventurous. Now comes the intentional feeling creation part. So you're imagining this trip, but you're not on the trip now. But you can ask yourself, well, how can I create an experience right now that will help me feel curious or help me feel adventurous? Those ways that you'd feel if you're doing what you want. Either find an activity or experience that will naturally help you feel those emotions right now, or take something that you're already doing and ask how you could change it or how you could change thinking about it so that when you're doing those things, you feel curious and adventurous. So exploring how to deliberately create these feelings that you get when you're doing something you want will give you more clues for your want map, and it will help you see all the possibilities around you for creating these feelings right now. It will help you discover even more activities and ways of being that help you discover what you want. I think um, using this intentional feeling creation skill will help you find a clear direction about where you want to go and will help you start going there right now. The third skill is interpreting metaphors. And what I mean by that is the skill of learning to listen to and understand the way that dreams, 
or symbolic language that slips into your conversations or images that come to you in a flash of intuition provide you with little clues about what you want at a deeper level. So for example, say you have a vivid dream, you can think of the dream as your subconscious giving you clues about what's important to you, giving you clues about what you want at a deeper level. At a conscious level, you might be repressing some of your deeper wants, but your dreams will speak loudly about that. Your subconscious speaks in symbols, not in language. So your dream will have people or rooms or places or objects that catch your attention. So what you can do is you can do a process where you look through a dream and you pull out, say, eight symbols, and you pretend that you're each symbol. And then you kind of do an interview with that symbol and you ask the symbol what it wants you to know. And then you listen to answers. And I find it really useful to do this in just a very still grounded state. It can be helpful to do a little bit of slow breathing before you start. It can help you to feel, you just feel your body in the chair and just feel really connected and just relax into it and just allow answers to bubble up. You will be surprised at what comes up and it's often very important information that gives you a clear picture of what you want and often something that you didn't realize. So similarly, in this skill of interpreting metaphors, you might notice that you actually use a metaphor when you speak. So a particular metaphor might pop into your language. So say you're telling somebody how terrible something is and you say it feels like you're in a dark tunnel. So you can actually take the same kind of process that I just talked about for dreams and basically interview the funnel. You just interview it in the same way I talked about. And you can find out what the funnel is letting you know. This is this whole metaphor analysis, symbolic analysis is a whole process. I'd, I'm kind of hoping to teach it on the podcast sometime with a guest so you can really see it in action because it's very powerful and very learnable and very easy to do on your own. But your takeaway here is that if you learn to understand the deeper messages that come up with symbolic or metaphorical language, you'll find some really interesting clues for your want map. Another fun way to practice this skill is with oracle or intuitive cards. So what you do is you, I, I find it really good to buy a, a deck of cards that is really visually appealing to you and just use your intuition to pick the right one. And then you ask a question and then you just intuitively pick a card and you turn it over and study the image and you let your mind float and just ask yourself what answers come up. What do you learn about your deeper 
once. I, I think this is a good practice instead of just reading the answers in the little guidebook that'll come with the deck, try just this visual study. This is how to use your metaphor skill with an Oracle card deck or an intuitive card deck. So this is another great way to get more information to add to your want map. Okay, so the fourth and final skill that I mentioned is the skill of listening to your body. This is really an important skill too. Um, and I find it especially helpful when you're really confused about whether you want something or not at a time that you're trying to make a decision and your body has the answers and you can tap into the answer easily. So just sit on a comfortable chair with your feet on the ground, breathe in and out all the way. So maybe three times until you feel really, really relaxed. And it can be helpful to close your eyes if that feels comfortable to you. Feel the soles of your feet connected to the floor and through the floor down to the earth below. Just get really grounded, relax the muscles in your body. And then say, for example, ask make a statement that's about the decision you're trying to make so su suppose that you're trying to decide whether you really want to apply for a job or not you say to yourself i should apply for this job and then notice in your chest how your chest feels does it shrink does it feel tighter does it become heavy or painful or feel constricted, that is your body telling you that it's a clear no. You do not want this job, no matter what other people say to you or what a good opportunity it appears to be or how much your parents would like you to take it or your spouse, it's a clear no, you do not want it. Or if your chest expands, feels light or open or bubbly, or you have a real sense of ease, then it's a yes. This is something that you do genuinely want. More information for your want map. You can also get good information from your body by interviewing points of pressure or pain or noticeable sensations that spring up. And the way you do this is, first of all, you get quiet in the same way I just described and allow the feelings and physical sensations to be there. Just tell them it's okay to be there. And then ask the sensation or ask this part of your body what it wants you to know. This can be a real goldmine of information for your want map as you get answers from the sensations in your body. The really interesting thing about the skill of listening to your body is you'll get lots of good information, not just about what you do want, but also about what you don't want. Knowing what you don't know is always a big part of the puzzle because we're so culturated um, today to put aside what we want and to let other people's wants kind of in our brain and we think that's what we want, but it's not really true. 
So Savvy Souls, I think you can probably see this whole business of knowing what you want is a bit of a journey. It's a real exploration. There are tons of ways you can create your want map. I've covered off four ways in this episode. And your key takeaway today is that you never have to sit in your stuckness and your I don't knowness. You can choose at any time to begin your journey of finding out what you want. You can choose at any time to start mapping out your destination. You can choose at any time to start creating your want map. So savvy souls, I hope that you open up your want maps and start mining for all the gold this week. And be sure to have fun with it. Um, when you approach your want map from a place of fun and exploration and discovery, that is how you will find the gold. And of course, if you'd like help exploring what you want and defining your destination and getting there, I can totally help you. This is my jam. This is what I so love working with my clients on and seeing them kind of drop what everybody else wants for them and start on the journey of getting to where they want to be and creating the lives they want. I absolutely love it. It feels like it's my life calling. And um, if you'd like to explore working with me or seeing what it might be like to work with me. So let's just hop on the phone together and have a conversation. You can book your free coaching consultation call by going to www.graced, G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, canvas, C-A-N-V-A-S, dot com slash work hyphen with hyphen me. You can book a free coaching consultation call there. And then we'll hop on the phone together and we'll look at where you are now, what your goals are, what's keeping you from getting there. And we can talk about my coaching process and see if that's something that might work for you, helping you discover your want map, helping you move along that want map and get to your destination. It could be so fun. And whether we work together or not, I think you'll walk out of this call with a better idea of how to get to where you want to go. Love you guys. Love chatting with you. If you found this episode useful in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with your friends or families or people that you meet who tell you they just don't know what they want and they're stuck. Say, hey, I heard this great episode. There's hope for you. Why don't you have a listen? It might help you feel a bit lighter and like there's a destination for you. Okay. And love you guys. Have an amazing week discovering your want maps and see you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. 
We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.